bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erica. I'm Barbara. And it's our misogynist of the week this week. Uh, And (laughs) you guys aren't actually going to be... Yeah, you are. So our misogynist of the week is HBO for um, allowing those two doofuses, (laughs) uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, um to learn go to film school on their dime and basically not giving the same opportunity to women or people of color in or general. people of color in general so mm-hmm. let's just say i feel like this is more of a structural misogynist of the oh 100 percent. and so um yeah that to me qualifies quite nicely so here's what they did okay so i'll give context for this story so uh earlier this week or last week uh the two hbo producers db weiss and benahoff yes those two um who have become household names except in my household because i forget their names i just said it (laughs) (laughs) um we became household names through the creation well the production of um the game of thrones series that was immensely popular even though our last season was a lie and we can have a conversation about that it was uh, shit it was terrible we all uh, know it so they had a panel and had a lot of questions from young filmmakers and budding producers about how the process for game of thrones how it went how did they get the opportunity and how basically people asking for advice which is what those that setting was for and they basically explained that they had no experience no valid valuable experience to bring to the table but that they felt comfortable enough to just pitch it and see where it goes and then it kind of they doubled down on that talking about how they so their first season um HBO had backed the project, loved the project. Um, Their first season, they had no idea what they were doing. They admitted to having no idea about what they were doing. So basically, they had to learn on the job. And when they had wrapped their first season, they realized they hadn't made their uh, episodes long enough to fill an hour. So HBO added money for them to go back and reshoot scenes to extend it to become an hour they hadn't wrote written the things to last an hour they didn't know how to write an hour long episode they didn't know how to work with costume designers they learned all of those things that are now going to be really useful for them as their careers go on on hbo on the hbo set of season one of game of thrones i see so only white men get trained Mm -hmm. and come with nothing by the way yep and rise so in other words only white men are worth investing in yep it's basically what hbo just showed okay it's basically what that whole conversation shows but it's also it also shows that um creatives of color can try really hard and work for years and years to break into the industry and they're called an overnight success whereas people who have no experience have never done it can just walk in and pitch to some of the hardest uh people to talk to and pitch to in the industry and be given the opportunity and I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's give him. Let's give him a chance. How did they get? 
Okay, so did so HBO adapted the books mm-hmm. and paid for that. Yeah, and then they had to find directors, cat, so producers. They writers. actually came. They went to George R. R. Martin and told him like we would like to take your book and adapt it for tv that's what weiss and benahoff did yeah okay so they were the ones who approached it and then they approached hbo and saying that the project had to be tied to them so they had to be the writers and producers and directors bitch what yep Mm -hmm. and they didn't know how to write shit they had never done it before your shot man honestly but the thing is if someone else has shot their shot they would be like but where's your tenure experience Versus these two white men just being like, no, 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 no. Well, we'll try. We'll do it. We'll figure it out. But they went to film school on HBO's dime. And now they're film. Yeah. I'm literally trying to understand how (laughs) this is working. Like, I'm, I'm trying to understand. And you know what? That's why they could come up with with stupidness like Confederate, where imagine if the civil rights (laughs) war or the civil rights, the civil war was won by the South and slavery never ended. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've seen how you treat women on your show, much less people of color who are just, by the way, there was a nice piece that Mm -hmm. we posted on the podcast Facebook about how how the show treated immigrant populations. Yes. And, that was a really good piece. And it was, yeah. And you know what? It's not surprising. Be- of course, they think they are elevated and supreme above everybody else. They were invested in. Mm-hmm. Right? No. And it just goes to show how many people, right? Honestly, let me tell you, I had a conversation this week that just, I was like, yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I'll correct my statement. So they okay. had never done TV before. Okay. So they had no idea how to work in, t- in the TV um, world. Um, and they had just a friend who was like, oh, I'll give you advice. And when they were asked, they were questioned about like their, um, what are their bon- bona fides. They were like, we don't really have any. And they still got it. Can you imagine showing up to a thing and being like, okay, so what qualifies you for this? Let me tell you something. I'm sure Mm -hmm. Issa Rae didn't get that kind of ease. No, Issa worked her ass off. Is it Issa? It's Issa. I keep calling her Issa for some reason. Issa Rae. She had to work her ass off, get an online YouTube channel and... The misadventures of an awkward awkward black black girl. girl. I used to watch that when it was on. And even with all that success. And that was 2005, by the way. And that that came out. And then then Insecure came out in like 15, 16? 16. Yeah, 16, 16. 16. But even with all of that success, Issa had such a hard time getting her first thing off the ground. Yeah. And now, like, people respect her because Insecure was so popular. But it was not an easy 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 um climb not like this not and like she had experience yep she had experience she'd gone to school for it yeah and then she wrote her own web series more than one mm-hmm. by the way she had like three or four going on at one time yep let me look up misadventures of awkward black girl and see what's up yeah because honestly like once i once i um found misadventures of awkward black girl i was like this girl is amazing (laughs) it was great it was different from anything i had watched on tv Mm -hmm. because usually black girls are either very very femme Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. or very, very tough. Yeah. Right. It's never in the middle. It's never in the middle. And here was this unassuming black mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. who was not gangster, who was not this. It wasn't like the typical type of black character, no, yeah. car- caricature or mm-hmm. archetype that we see, especially when it comes to women, mm-hmm. because black women are usually used as props for everybody else to get their story told. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, what, what this obviously proves, number one, mm-hmm. I will, okay, so going back, I had a very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I got that this woman said, so I had a conversation with this woman um, this week and mm-hmm. she said, you know, I have a friend. I had a f- have a friend who studied philosophy in university. And we used to, you know, laugh at him and say, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, whatever. Because, yeah. And so she then said, but he right now is this, like, coach, this life coach to, like, Fortune 50 mm-hmm. CEOs and stuff. And you know what she told me? Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, they have no idea. No, they, no, she's like, that's, like, she said, these are, and it's for the reasons that I thought. Like, you know how I always say, like, media people don't, like, media in charge Mm -hmm. people? Mm -hmm. Media in charge people. You could tell it's been a while since we've been on the mic. (laughs) Um, So those people in charge of media, I noticed that they don't know how to curate content properly. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to how to match content to conversations properly. Yeah. They don't know how to deal with um, social media slang properly, mm-hmm. culture properly. They have no clue. They don't respect it. and Because they don't respect mm-hmm. it because that slang comes from black, black folks. queer people, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Internet culture is basically black queer culture. Yep. Okay, so shout out to black queers. Thank you. What would we be without the black queers? Exactly. <laughs> no, well, we, would, we wouldn't have protests. We wouldn't. we wouldn't have Black Lives Matter. We wouldn't. We would not so, be where we are. Yeah. So shout out to black queer culture, but also the fact that, you know, um, it does get appropriated and it gets appropriated by old white people who don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. because they're in a paradigm where they're no longer, they can no longer broadcast what they want and people just listen. Mm-hmm. They're now dealing with with blowback and they can't handle that Mm -hmm. which is why they you know are calling out call out culture cancel culture whatever which is not even a thing it's not real and so and so they've that's literally their response Mm -hmm. is instead to get with the program and you have a new you have two generations now who have grown up with the internet you don't get social media, the internet, digital media, what it's become, or even the data behind it. Mm-hmm. You don't get engagement. You don't get stakeholder analysis. You don't no. get all this shit. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. But this is what is required now. Mm-hmm. And social media goes beyond, like, I don't even think of it as a place to sell. No. I think of it as a place to curate. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And depending on what it is, it really is more street cred and communications mm-hmm. than anything, right? So because you're dealing with people. Yeah. Social media is literally about people, period. 
yeah, connecting. Yeah. And you're dealing with people who are in these top spots who don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. And I'm sure HBO at this point, same with D.B. Weiss and Benahoff, Matt, Mark, whatever the fuck his name is, because I'm sure it's Matt or Mark or Tim or whatever. Um, or Andy. Um, <laughs> Andrew. Um, but it's Andy because it's cooler. It's cool. Uh, Andy. Uh, anyway. No, it's true. I don't true. even know it's where true. that came from. But <laughs> a lot but, of years of experience in yes, Ambies. Yes, You've met yes. a lot of Ambies. Do you know how many Andrews I know? Can't you, can't you go by Drew? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Okay, first of all, yeah. I've never seen so many, so many concentration of Andrews in one area like Laurentian Elite Upper Canada. Okay? Really? Wow. I'm trying to think it's if I very know even rare. One. I do. Listen, I. Like in Alberta, mm-hmm. I barely know any Andrews. You don't meet that many Andrews. It's a very, very upper Canada, British, yeah. Scottish elite name. World. Yeah. yeah. And to all the Andrews out there, well, I'm, sorry. I'm not sorry. It's not you. It's your name. It could be you. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that too. It could be you. I don't know. <laughs> but I the, think yeah. what annoyed me the most about this story is in so many situations i'm always questioning whether i have enough experience or if i have even enough like the right to even be like presenting my stuff and putting my stuff forward but these two were just like you know what whatever what's the worst that could happen and just got sailed through oh they sailed yeah i want to go to expensive film school for free and get oh no no and get paid for it how about that and even though you shot a whole season of shit, you get to reshoot it. You get to rework it. And rework it because mm-hmm. you are worth that investment. Yep. So basically what they're saying is that other people aren't... no Nobody who's not a white man is worth that kind of investment. Yeah. That's what we're being told and being reinforced again and again it's, and again. It's, it's a real big exercise in privilege. Like, it's white male cis privilege in every way possible. I don't know. You know what? I saw part of this, and I guess I was just... Maybe I was catching up on impeachment. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But I was just like, oh, my... Oh, no wonder. And I said something about Confederate and why they thought that they could give that show adequate treatment Mm -hmm. is because you know what that entails? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to... So there is... um, there is a continuation mm-hmm. of this type of attitude. Yeah. So did you see on Twitter this week, there was, um, uh, uh, you know, relationship Reddit, right? Mm-hmm. That gets yeah, passed. Yeah, yeah. The good stuff gets passed around yeah, Twitter, yeah, right? Yeah. So relationship. So there's a uh, subreddit called relationships dot X T X T or something like that. And um, what it's, so people will write in and mm-hmm. talk about relationships. There was one where, oh my gosh, and sometimes they're hilarious. Okay, so this guy, there was a guy and he wrote something. This is mm-hmm. what he wrote. He's like, I've recently become unemployed. I can't afford to eat out anymore mm-hmm. and I can't cook. So, okay. <laughs> oh, keep doing those, those okay. spaces, okay? Because this will only get better. Um, so... Uh, the woman across the hall who I live or who lives across the hall from me is always like she always has like nice smelling food, mm-hmm. f- nice food, come you know, nice yeah. smell coming out of her apartment. Um, so he thought that he was going to ask her to cook his meals for five dollars a meal. 
Okay. Okay, let's unpack that shit just right there. So, he mm-hmm. wants her to cook mm-hmm. his meals yep. that he can't cook, but I'm sure he has internet because mm-hmm. he, he could get onto Reddit. Okay. It's, it's okay. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. This is not the end. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you. Yeah. So, then he asked her, she refused because she has sense and doesn't want to be used. Mm-hmm. And he got upset. And said, well, she's cooking for herself anyway. I don't see why she can't cook a little bit more for me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God is right. Uh, so, I remember, I, my mom lost it when I told her this. Yeah. She's like, she's like, that's a man who, A, doesn't respect women's work. Mm-hmm. Doesn't respect women doing work. Who raises? And therefore person? does not respect women. Oh, yeah. He has no respect. Why did he contact his female neighbor and not another neighbor? Oh. And let me... Oh, because she's the one that had the good smelling food. Yeah. Because guess what? I bet you she was a woman of color. Oh, and this is a white guy. I know this is a white guy because you know what? White guys aren't hard to pick out online. <laughs> I don't care how they they put they like a flower it. or on their on their avatar, but or as their avatar. But then and the thing about it is, is that, OK, so second of all, the food was good smelling food and you know only certain women can make good smell basically hispanic black or or indian Mm -hmm. that's it to because i'm sorry i don't know there's also another aspect of like a like if he's able-bodied and he's asking for this yeah like no yeah what sometimes i just wonder where but it's that entitlement. Yeah. That's what I'm what, like. The yeah. only reason I brought this up is because there is a white male entitlement. And this is why they mm-hmm. have the entitlement, yeah. because people invest in them without them showing any type of promise. Yeah. Without showing promise. Mm-hmm. The rest of us have to practically half build our empire before we get people even looking at us yeah. as competent. No, Honestly, that and this, my little summary only covered a part of the thread. They talked about, they had really in-depth, con- there was a more in-depth conversation about their use of fantasy, i.e. their lack of use. They wanted to not use as much fantasy. You know what? They were forced. You know what? Um, so have you, so the uh, the Ringer has really mm-hmm. good like podcasts, like rewatchables yeah. and stuff like that. So they had a really good Game of Thrones mm-hmm. binge mode podcast. Yeah. And that's what they kept saying in the podcast, that they were running from the fantasy yeah. elements. I remember because I read the books first. And right. I And I was like, this is, okay, I guess. And now like, I understand why they ran from it. It's because they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And that is real. So because they were unable, so they were unqualified for their job. They were unqualified, but they tried to spin it. They talked about the fantasy and they were like, well, that's not the audience we wanted to appeal to. Oh, no. When I tell you that this thread contains, they talk about the use of violence, how bad, like how under, like they they didn't know how to write for female characters. Like No shit. Honestly, it's worth checking out, even if you don't really care about uh, Game of Thrones. It's at 4Aria on, ne- on uh, Twitter, on Netflix, on Twitter. 
it's like a thread that have that was on the 26th of october it's so worth reading because it's baffling no keep going it's baffling it is i just i want to go to expensive school and be paid for it and then get a lot of like credibility and so tell me about these female characters then well, uh, this person focused mostly on Arya and how Arya, you can tell, like, Arya in season one versus Arya in season three or four is not the same character. Right. And they had no experience writing for TV. Mm-hmm. So they had to learn how to write for TV and how to really develop a character over multiple seasons and make sure they that didn't that know how to write for women. No, they didn't. They have no idea. Wow. They had no idea. And I think... Yeah, HBO did themselves a disservice by not building a team around them. If they wanted to really pay for these kids, these kids, these guys, um, film school, build a team around them that makes sense. Build it. But they didn't. Live. They were really lucky. They were. It's just, it got really popular. There was a fandom already built in. And HBO was like, oh, we've already bought the rights and that's fine. So we'll just do it. Whatever. It was basically a, oh, whatever. Didn't didn't Issa Rae have problems even getting her, her show... Insecure, yeah. No, no, renewed. Even after it showed promise. Renewed really? After the first season, yeah. Stop. Nope. Insecure was so good, though. I know. Well, and it's the thing is, there's been a lot of growth where, since, like, um, Game of Thrones. Like, now we have Insecure. Black Lady Sketch Show is <laughs> Black hilarious. Lady Sketch Show is the best. It's so good. No, it's not. No, it is brilliant. Oh, it's so. It well is done. brilliantly done. It is the best sketch comedy show on Hands television down. right down. now. I know that there's Baroness Von Sketch there. No, 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 no. no it's no, so no, no. Good. And then there's Samantha B or whatever. I mm-hmm. uh, sorry, but no, 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 no. There's no one. They are very it. white Black women. Lady. Yeah, but Black Lady know, Sketch Show is amazing. I know that they're like. I know that they can take some of the issues and expand upon them and do mm-hmm. funny things. But let me tell you when I knew this thing was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Do you remember um, they did like a, a, a Shakespearean... Um, oh my gosh. It was okay, you had the Nikki supporters. Mm-hmm. So what's the Nikki supporters... It's like barbs, the barbs, the barbs right? Mm-hmm. It's the barbs versus and can Cardi B supporters, bees or whatever. Let's say the barbs and the bees. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure somebody, it's probably something like something that, like that right? Yeah. So and they reworked it like a Capulet Foster versus Montague <laughs> Romeo and Juliet thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the writing mm-hmm. was impeccable. Oh yeah, no, the writing is phenomenal. It is the show. best sketch. Show. And guess. Who got that on? You Issa know? Rae and mm. Robin Thede. Yeah. They're amazing. They're yeah. a really strong combo. Yeah. And they have Quinta B. Yes. so funny. She, I, she's my favorite. Quinta B is so funny. She is. I'm so glad she's like. She is my favorite. Going places. Yeah. Because she yeah. deserves it. She's she, really good. She is really good. But um, that's a really good example of how when you plant one seed, fruit mm-hmm. grows from it. Right. Yeah. And so I guess um, I guess my point is that <sighs> I think honestly hold on a sec. <laughs> 
I want to be paid to go to school. I will be a good student. Too. A very good student. And hell, you don't even have to be a good student. I know. Hell, you just have to get media attention. Right? Ugh. Okay. The entitlement. The <sighs> nerve. The audacity. <laughs> I know. It's So that's why our misogynist of the week is HBO. Because try being a woman mm-hmm. and getting that kind of help. Talk about a leg up. It, it's We're not even starting in the same universe. No. We're in completely different universes. So wait universes. a minute, wait a minute. What had they done before? They What had they done before? They were producing partners. I know that they had worked together before. Mm. Um, let me see, let me see. Okay, this is an actual sentence they said. <laughs> Everything we could have we could make a mistake in, we did. Script, casting, costume. They think HBO went forward because they had a lot of foreign pre-sales on the series. Yeah, but this is the thing. Just because HBO has pre-sales on a mm-hmm. series doesn't mean that they're the two that HBO should produce it with. Oh, yeah, no. Or direct it with. No, they could have... Oh, right, things. but 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 they made a deal with HBO where they were tied to the project. Yep. I see. I see. Okay. So... There's a there's a piece of advice, kitties. If you have an idea, make sure that you're tied to it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. because let me tell you, if you're a woman or a person of color, they will switch you out faster than a heartbeat for one of these guys that they need to then pay mm-hmm. to train. But it's also it's really important for people who are creatives, right? Because mm-hmm. your art is your everything. It's it's your identity. It's yeah. your calling card. It's your it's everything. Yeah. And making sure that you're you're being very mindful of who you're sharing that art with and how you're sharing that art with how you're sharing that art and being protective of that art Mm. is really key to your survival as an artist. If you want to live off of it. Listen, CPC gets funded publicly Mm -hmm. and they still sued the conservatives for, for copyright infringement. Yeah. Okay. So in other words, if the CBC can do it, so can you. (laughs) Well, usually I wouldn't follow the CBC in their decision making. But, you know, it just goes to show how important ownership is. Yeah, no. Especially in a capitalist society. All right. So that's it for misogynist of the week this week. Barbara, you got anything else? Uh, no. I, yeah, just white men suck sometimes. A lot of times. But that's it. When don't they? Uh, Oh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. I'm drawing a blank myself. <laughs> Bye. Bye.